happy Sunday and happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Our Lord in today's gospel says, I no longer call you slaves. I have called you friends. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you to go and bear fruit that will remain. Friends, today's gospel is rich with meanings on what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Not only that, but the privilege we have as a friend of Jesus Christ. I want you to think of your closest friends. It could be your spouse, a significant other, a longtime friend, a family member, someone you have known for most of your life, perhaps even your mother. And I want you to think about what makes that person a true friend. You are likely to say that a true friend is someone who can love and accept you on your good days as well as your bad days. A true friend is someone who has seen you at your best and someone who has seen and has been with you at your worst. Jesus tells us in today's gospel that he no longer calls us slaves or servants. He calls and has chosen us to be his friends. To be a friend of Jesus is to enter into an intimate and dynamic relationship with God. And I'm not sure if we really get what that means and the implications of what that means. Our human idea or construct of friendship is a good place to start. And that's why I started out by asking about your relationship with your closest friends. But a friendship with God is a much deeper and more profound and therefore more transformative than what our human relationships can accomplish. How so? I want to offer three things for our reflection of what it means to be a friend of God. First, to be a friend of God is to be a person of joy. Now, what I mean by joy has nothing to do with the mushy feelings and, or smiling all the time. One can still look happy, but really not be happy. Joy is not a feeling. Being joyful is realizing that while we may not be perfect, and that life might not be perfect, we are redeemed and loved by Jesus. There is joy and peace in knowing that we are Jesus' friends. People often wonder how can a St. Teresa of Calcutta be surrounded by the miseries of the poorest of the poor and still be filled with joy and peace. Or take, for example, Father Emil Capon, a U.S. Army chaplain during the Korean War who spent his time in a POW camp in North Korea, attending to the needs of his fellow prisoners, tending to the wounded, picking lies off other people, feeding them and making them laugh and encouraging them to fight for life. How can he do those things and still be joyful, especially when he is surrounded by such terrible conditions in a POW camp in North Korea? The answer, of course, we know is friendship with God. Friends, when we prioritize our friendship with God, 
and not allow anything or anyone to go against that friendship, when our friendship with God becomes the most important thing to us, we will possess that joy and peace of a Mother Teresa or a Father Capon. Neither the miseries and trials of life nor the cruelty of others and the world will ever take away our joy and our peace. Secondly, to be a friend of God is to be a person who loves. We are sent out into the world to love one another, to be the bearer of Christ's love. As Christians, we are called to live in such a way that we show what it means to love our neighbor. Some of us live as if we were sent into the world to compete with one another or to quarrel with one another. This is not the way of the Lord. It is the way of the evil one. The evil one wants to grasp, take control, and manipulate. The way of the Lord is sacrifice, patience, and discipline. People have very little patience when it comes to sacrifice and discipline. We live in a society that looks for instantaneous results. We want things when we want them. And when we don't get what we want, we tend to dismiss other people. We treat them as if they mean nothing and sometimes even consider them our enemy. Just the other day, I was in line at one of the fast food restaurants to pick up some food. And a lady who was a customer was berating the cashier. Now, this cashier must have been a college-age student. And she was berating him because he did not take her order correctly. Now, I get it, that the mistake was made. But I'm sorry, no one has absolutely no right to berate or put down another human being. This was a kid, and we all make mistakes. Christian charity begins by modeling Christ-like behavior. The nastiness that exists in our society today is the result of Christians not acting like Christians. We want the world to change then be the change that you want to see in the world. Lastly, to be a friend of God is to be a person who bears fruit. Jesus chose us to be his ambassadors. St. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 20, writes, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. Or as we have heard our Lord in today's gospel, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you to go out and bear fruit. He did not choose or call us to be Christians so that we can take it easy and retire from responsibilities. He chose us and calls us to represent him in the world. Some of us are familiar with the story of the immigrant and the first U.S. citizen to be canonized a saint. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. Mother Cabrini, as she was popularly known, had a dream of being a missionary in the Far East. But instead, God called her to start a mission to support the growing immigrant population in the United States. She started catechism classes, 
hospitals, orphanages, schools, and housing for the poor all over the United States and Latin America. This was a woman who was terrified of the ocean, and yet she crossed the Atlantic at least 350 times during her work for the Lord. She even had a passage booked on the RMS Titanic. She got sick, stayed in France, and ended up missing the boat. Mother Cabrini did not ask the Lord what was, it, what was in it for her. She did what the Lord asked, and her work and love for God bore much fruit. Many times you and I, especially as we get older, often ask ourselves whether our lives could have gone a different direction if we made a different choice. I will be ordained 15 years on May 20th this year. And I ask myself those questions too from time to time. But what I always return to is this. I can honestly say that in the decisions I have made in my life, in all the assignments and responsibilities I've had, I've always believed that it was the Lord who directed me in wherever I was sent. And I am so grateful to the Lord that even in the most challenging assignments that I've had, He has always shown to me some of the fruits of my labor. When I look back on the families I've met in parishes and have become dear friends, the students that I've been privileged to teach and mentor over the years and now minister to, the places I've visited throughout the world, and the many amazing men and women I've had the privilege to meet and work with, I am amazed. I am amazed that those who represent a sliver of the blessings of saying yes to God. One day, please God, I hope to see things from God's perspective. When you and I follow the Lord's will, when we follow the way of the Lord, when we live a life of obedience to God, discipline, and virtue, when Jesus chooses you to be his friend and you accept that friendship, you have already borne fruit. You have already succeeded from the perspective of God and from the perspective of heaven. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples in the 19th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold in this life and will inherit eternal life. I do not call you slaves any longer. I have called you friends, says the Lord. Rest in that knowledge. Rest in the peace of knowing that we are no longer a distant stranger watching God from afar, but a close and intimate friend. And what else could we possibly want or desire when we know and possess the friendship of God. God bless you.